we're trying something new today. The inaugural Spoke.ie podcast, following what can only be described as an explosive first week of the Tour de France. Join me as I recap and analyze the first nine stages of the world's biggest bike race. The route of the Tour de France this year has been a total game changer, with five different trips into mountains, including the Jura, the Alps, the Pyrenees, the Mass of Centrale, and then, as if that wasn't enough, the Alps again. However, mountaintop finishes are few and far between, with breakneck descents neutralizing the climbs in several cases. We started with a wet initial time trial on stage one, taking out several key protagonists, including Alejandro Valverde, and putting a very surprised Garant Thomas into the yellow jersey for Team Sky. Stage two saw many favorites on the deck, and Marcel Cattell start a spree of wins with a fantastic sprint. Stage 3 saw Peter Sagan open his account, with an impressive Michael Matthews of Sunweb hard charging to second and intriguingly Dan Martin in third. Arno de Mar won into Vittel on stage 4, but it was the events behind him that dominated as world champion Peter Sagan seemed to take out Mark Cavendish in a horrible crash coming into the finish and resulting in both riders leaving the race and headlines around the world. Cavendish with a broken shoulder blade and Sagan by the race jury provoking outcry. Italian Fabian Aru leapt up the road at La Planche de Belfi on stage 5, ahead of Dan Martin with Chris Froome hot in his heels, taking the yellow jersey from his teammate who faded up the final climb. Stage 6 saw Cattell win in a straight sprint against all the remaining sprinters and then repeat the next day in a photo finish with Edval Bosenhagen, who surprised to be in the mix. Millimetres separated them, with many giving the win to Bosenhagen. Stage 8 was back into the mountains and Lillian Kalamajan of Direct Energy, formerly Eurocar, won a hugely emotive win, fighting off cramps to win the stage, while many of the favourites were checked by the ferocious pace from Team Sky. And so we came to Sunday's epic Stage 9, with three whore category monster climbs, but bizarrely a long downhill and flat section to the finish, that pretty much neutralised the climb. While Rigoberto Oran won the stage in a sprint of the remaining GC riders, it was events earlier in the stage that will be remembered. First, Garant Thomas, original wearer of the yellow jersey, was lost early on to a broken collarbone in a crash that also took down Alberto Contador. Then one of the pre-tour favourites, Richie Port, crashed badly on the descent of the final climb, breaking his collarbone and pelvis in the process and wiping out an unfortunate Dan Martin, who had seemed quite comfortable in third on GC. Martin crashed again on the descent, as the neutral wheel he was given from the first crash meant he couldn't break, but some amazingly fearless descending after this saw him tag into a group with Nairo Quintano and Simon Yates, who was in the white jersey, and then the three of them team time-trialled with one or two others to the finish to limit their losses. Where we are now, Chris Froome reads from Fabio Ruru and Roman Bardet, but we still have a long way to go. Of note on the stage two was the chase for the green jersey and Michael Matthews jumping clear in the breakaway to take the intermediate sprint points. With more mountains ahead he's making inroads into Cattell's lead and could be one to watch for the green jersey. It was a smart move and reminiscent of Sagan, himself a master tactician capable of hoovering up the points. The Australian has some savvy and Bling Matthews could yet be in the green jersey come the finish, especially if he can make another mountain breakaway to gain more points at the intermediates. So here's our race situation. Chris Froome leads the race after 38 and a half hours, with Fabian Aru 18 seconds in arrears, followed by Roman Bardet, 51 seconds back. Behind him come Rigoberto Oran, still under a minute, and then Jacob Fuslang, Daniel Martin, and Simon Yates, bringing our tally to two minutes. 
find ourselves in a very familiar situation with Chris Froome leading, leading the race. Here's the nub. Many people are riding this tour off already, but there's a huge amount of racing to go. While it's true that a lot of the pre-tour favourites have failed to perform so far, we're only roughly halfway through the tour, and anything can happen yet, as BMC and Poor Richie Port are all too familiar with. So far, Quintana hasn't performed, Contador is a non-entity, and many more are missing as well. Some teams are largely anonymous. We're back in the mountains on stage 12 with a Pyrenean epic. Stage 17 finds us in the Alps with three calls, the Croix de Fer, the Telegraph, and the Glibier, and another downhill finish. Stage 18 has a summit finish at the Col d'Azar, and this has me thinking of the 2008 Tour, where a decisive attack from Carlos Sastra late in the race on stage 17 saw him take the race overall from relative anonymity. If I was Dan Martin, this page in my race book would be very well thumbed, and he won't be the only one. Then there are the flat stages. One well-timed echelon break from a team could wipe out any advantage and put the opportunists into yellow. We've plenty of flat stages, and Tuesday actually is one where wind could come into play. In 2009, Armstrong benefited from a HTC Columbia-led echelon split outside of Marseille that gained him 41 seconds. We saw how well a team could turn the race on stage 9 when AG2R lit the fuse and blasted off the front mid-stage. Then there's the burning of matches. Watching the race so far, there have been several teams that have been doing a lot of work. BMC bizarrely allowed Greg Van Avermaet and Nicholas Roach to attack on stage 8. They claimed it was to put riders up the road for Richie Port, but it seemed like a strange tactic for a team with definite GC goals this early. Nicholas Roach admitted that unsurprisingly his legs were heavy on Sunday stage and he wasn't able to contribute much. History repeated itself for Port, who was left alone on the Col de Chat, much like in the Dauphiné, where he lost the race. Trek seemed to be in disarray, Movistar 2, BMC have lost their captain. And then there's the toll of Team Sky holding the yellow jersey for nine days. This was evident on stage 9 when Froome was on his own for quite a while. That's a lot of miles in the legs. What sort of damage is being done to team riders from all the sprints too? There is a war of attrition going on and several teams seem relatively quiet to date. These are the ones to watch for later action. I'll say it again, stages 17 and 18 are waiting for a tired peloton. And speaking of that peloton, who are my ones to watch? Well. AG2R seem to be very well controlled, and Bardet is a danger man after his second last year and currently sits in third overall. Could a Frenchman win the Tour? We saw a ferocious attack on stage 9, and Bastille Day approaches fast with a punchy 101km stage that includes three Category 1 climbs and a murderous final climb, with sections of 18%. A long run into a flat finish could neutralise this, but it won't stop them having a go, and every Frenchman loves to really dig deep on Bastille Day. Aru and Fugelslang of Team Astana could well be a potent duo, and then there is Barguil of Sunweb. Admittedly nearly 15 minutes down, a big solo breakaway could play to his favour, and Sunweb have not shown they are not afraid to try. Lastly, spare a thought for Arica Scott, who are attempting a good GC position in this year's tour. While so far, Esteban Chavez has been very quiet, that could all change in the last week. Teammate Simon Yates is going very well in the white jersey, repeating his brother's success from last year. Chavez could be a classy super domestique for his teammate, come the business end. But I can't count out Froome and Sky yet. So far no one has been able to rattle him, even if the competition seem content to work with him rather than try and shake him. It's still all to play for and we've a long way to go yet. Talk to you after another fascinating week on the 2017 Tour de France.